Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Beyond the Keys, Pat Lots Podcast. As always, Chris Lots. This is kind of part two. It's going to be a whole nother episode. Uh, first episode, we really talked a lot of like the investment side, building business side, a lot of great value for either your new real estate agent, your new real estate investor, and some like buildable reps to get you from new agent, team, build your self-sustaining sphere-based business, and then also just buying your first um, investment opportunity. And just to touch on that really quick, go back to the tail end of that episode. Um, goal is buy two doors. So anyone watching out here, go buy two doors. It'll change your life. Okay. Let's legitimately dive into your life. Um, you started real estate when? September of 2016. Okay. Um, you went to college briefly or not at all? Briefly. Okay. Um, yep. I just did a, not finish. Just didn't finish. I was an EMT. Then, Why did you not finish? Was it personal? Was it daughter? I got pregnant. Gotcha. Um, I didn't even think about it until mm -hmm. just now. Yeah. Because then my next question was, and sh you had her when? I had her in May of 2014. So 2014, 2015, what were you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, 2013. 2013? <laughs> 2013, what were you doing? Um, I was working at a bar and I was working at a daycare. 2014? Mm -hmm. um, same, same thing? thing. 2015? Um, I was working just at the daycare. Okay. What was the moment for you that said, it. real estate, real estate, uh, we were looking for houses and then I just, I kind of enjoyed it. And I was like, then I just started asking, um, my agent at the time was Tina Peterson and I was just asking her questions like, how is it? And she was, it seemed fun, right? Like yeah. I was like, maybe I could do this with a kid. And so then I just, I took my test. I got into it. She took me under her wing and, you know, I was on her team for a while and she taught me a whole bunch. And when I went full-time real estate though, like I was, I still worked daycare from 6 a.m. until essentially 5, 6 p.m. every day. Mm -hmm. I would leave on my lunch breaks and go and show houses after work. My daughter would eat dinner in the car and we would drive and we would show houses. Finally, at one point I got, um, I had my son in 2018 that's when I went full-time real estate because I could just not. My daughter was going to kindergarten. We had moved. It was further away from the daycare that I worked at. And um, I was just like, it's all or nothing. Yeah, It's all or nothing. It's, I just had to do it, it. It's funny because what would other people do just having their second child? Probably take a big step back. Take a big step back. And you were like, it. Gotta, gotta, go gotta push forward for yeah, it. Yeah, well, the, the pay, not saying that I made terrible, I made didn't make the greatest just compare. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Compare. it was like down and now I'm like way up. I mean, it's life changing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't easy. It was never easy. And my daughter helped me grow my business. You know what I mean? She was there with me every single day. You definitely, and that's a, that's a constant conversation at Tom Fury events, any event. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the social media gives people perspectives that you don't sacrifice. Oh, you sacrifice yeah. a lot. All we time. all sacrifice a lot. Sure thing excuse me, being in real estate. And I think that's one thing that people don't 
show you behind the curtain enough on mm -hmm. of the reality of what it is. You know, a lot of people I believe is doing a disservice to our industry without even thinking about it. And bear mm -hmm. with me. I think people try to put up this facade of, whoa, real estate is just about showing houses and having fun and yes. like mingling with our sphere. And we change people's lives. I'm a door opener. No, <laughs> selling real estate is fucking hard. So hard. And I think more consumers and we, and I heard this from someone and we took a big step back. And so when we go to listing appointments, we go, selling your house is not going to be easy, mm -hmm. but it's easier for you, for us because we do 90 units a year and mm -hmm. we're at an X amount of dollars or whatever. And you're, you're no different. Mm -hmm. I'm a full-time agent. So I think that there's three questions that you need to ask every single agent when you're interviewing for buyers or sellers. Um, have you heard me say these? Mm, maybe. Full-time, part-time. Full -time. You probably can like deduce these, but like full-time, part-time. Mm -hmm. And that's and that i i've i've put analytics on it before but i think more or less it's about if you don't have a different a second job versus having this job that's mm -hmm. for me i'm cool with now associating with full-time part-time mm -hmm. so you could be a full-time agent and sell 10 houses 15 houses a year and sell let's call it eight million dollars or whatever mm -hmm. and if you're selling million dollar homes um and make a great full-time living sure if you sell five to ten million dollars that's a good living it's a great living yeah, yeah what is it uh, maybe five million is roughly 150 and yep. then maybe 10 million is roughly three hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars that's a great living yeah it's a great living and i would still consider that kind of full-time part-time um where do you live i live in pinkney well where do you oh, live is the question me. yeah because you know a lot Blonde. of people work with agents from mount oh, clemens yeah. Yeah. to buy in livingston county yep and people all day will ask us hey can you go to to dearborn heights with us Yes, but I, I think you're better taking care with somebody else. Absolutely. And uh, third question is full-time, part-time, where do you live? Um, there's definitely a third question. Where do you live? Uh, where's your, where's your like, or how many homes you sell a year? I don't know what mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. but I think those are all good metrics to stand out what the difference is from full-time, part-time mm -hmm. to make sure that you're taken care of. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, you committed into full time. I think a lot of people would take a big step back and say, this is not for me. Yes. But 2018, you said, got to do it. Mm -hmm. Got to mm -hmm. do it. Was it the, was it the idea of the potential of the income or were you already making decent money in 2018? I was making decent money in 2018. Um, but I knew that I could make way more too. If you were getting I, leads. I was getting leads at okay. that time. Yep. Yep. I was getting leads, but also I had already started to have a name for myself too and mm -hmm. so um a lot of people that i have gone went to school with and stuff started seeing that oh kirsten's doing real estate you know yeah. and so i have sold a lot of houses to people that i went to school with and stuff like that too and we still have a great opportunity because number one buyer pool right now uh is uh, millennials mm -hmm. uh what is it like uh, 30 to 45 years old yep. and that's exactly who we're constantly around constantly. so there's still a huge opportunity right now for uh, capturing those buyers mm -hmm. um, that I think that these legacy and or older agents are not able to capitalize in on. And that's why me and Pat work so well mm -hmm. is when it's a young demographic, I'm taking point on it. But when it's the boys club, the old generation boys club, they like talking to me. They mm -hmm. don't like talking to Pat. Yeah. And, but when Pat has the relationship, Pat's running lead on those things. Mm -hmm. So we're very yin and yang on a lot. On, it depends it on who we're guys. talking to. It works yeah. for us. Um, where is she not able to like capitalize on that younger demographic? No, she mm -hmm. still is. Yeah. Um, but it makes it a lot easier having a younger you. person here. Yes. So 2018, you went full-time real estate. I'm assuming 2016 to 2018, you were still on that team dynamic. Yep. Correct. Um, when did you make that transition to individual? It was August of, let's see, it's 2023. So 2020. No sh 2020. It's like middle of COVID. Yeah. You said, 
I'm doing it solo. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Middle of COVID. It just didn't make sense anymore. Um, money? Money. Relationship? Or no, was it just I, money? I loved the team. I loved all of that. I Most of my leads were coming from me. So it didn't make sense anymore to you talking about that? pay somebody else money when these leads were coming directly from me. Um, so the year that I actually left, I had gotten one just one lead. Um, and not, not because I wasn't like, you know, getting that, but busy. I was just, yeah, I was, yeah, busy. I was busy with my own people and she had other people on the team and stuff. So, yeah. um, I didn't, I didn't need those. Right. So, yeah. but at that point in time, again, it just didn't make any sense for me to stay on a team and do that when now clear, I mean, it's all my sphere. Yeah. Unless, and that's the toughest part with teams mm -hmm. and we can probably dissect some teams at KW living to try to figure out how they work. But I believe, and Pat, if Pat walked in here right now, she would say, wouldn't trade my team experience for the world. She started, Nor would she, I. she started with the team. You know, Todd started with the mm -hmm. team. That's such valuable crash course going zero to 100 real quick. Mm -hmm. You got 20 years of experience in four years. Absolutely. So, but then there, there comes a time where it just doesn't make sense anymore. For certain people. Yeah. I think that certain people are... Um, meant to be on a team and I, you know, forever essentially. And I think that other people are just not meant to be on a team, to be a solo agent or to have their own team themselves. I just don't think that I'm the person that's meant to be on a team yeah. per se. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with, and that statement for, for probably a majority of the population. Mm -hmm. And I would probably relate it back to even, um, the population of America. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot more W2 employees and they're going to be entrepreneurs. So I think you, you kind of fall into a bucket of being able to self-sustain a business mm -hmm. by yourself mm -hmm. and understand your current direction or somebody that just says, hey, I love the leads. Mm -hmm. And between me and you, like, I genuinely enjoy answering the phone and converting customers. Mm -hmm. And then you go through this long process of trying to help them buy a house. Still love that process as well. But if I could just sit on the phone all day and just take leads. Me too. That'd be I fun. That'd I be love fun. converting for sale by owners too. It, Those are my favorite. Really? <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you still do that? Yeah. No sh Yeah. How many did you do in uh, 2022? Um, so I had a big one on Zuki Lake and they were for sale by owner. Really? And they can, I'm. Will you I just call them, them up? Yeah. Well, I actually did have a real buyer for their house. Gotcha. So typically I typically have a buyer for it and then it ends up turning in. So they, these people didn't end up pulling the trigger on it's actually the one yeah, that's yeah. just purchased that I one know it is. Uh, <laughs> and so um yeah they we ended up really having a good relationship and now they buy and sell with me often wow yeah so really it's just a, and and i hate to even say this but mm -hmm. that's going to be a huge thing for us moving forward is calling expires and calling for sale by owners because mm -hmm. i think that that's the potential of adding an additional 20 to 40 listings every single year mm -hmm. just calling expireds and yeah. for sale by owners but i hate cold calling yeah, so but that's it's something the game. that yeah. you have to get. It. But I think that you do exactly what you just did. Mm -hmm. I think you say it's, and it's not lying. It's, hey, you know, um, um, I'm going to try to do a role play. Um, hey, Bob, you know, Chris Lotz, local realtor, is your house for sale, still for sale on 1234 Main? Yeah. You know, are you an agent? Yes, I'm an agent. Um, I would like to view the property on behalf of a buyer to see if it might be a good fit for them. Is that something we can do? You know, and obviously you got your objections, yes or no's, but the goal is, is just to get there. Mm -hmm. Get that get appointment, in front of them. Yeah. get in front of them, leave them with some, with some content of why you versus somebody else. And then on that phone call, you do have to ask them, Bob, so 
Um, I love I love seeing for sale by owners. Um, you know, certain people that are very savvy can definitely get the job done. Um, it's a great alternative if you're willing to put in the work to save some money. Mm -hmm. But if you go, you know, two to three months and we're talking hypothetical, do you have a relationship with an agent that you're going to list with? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be an easy yes or no. Yes, I'm, I'm listing with, you know, Timmy. Okay, well, wish you best, best of luck. Um, uh, I still would like to view the property and you still try to get an opportunity for maybe a potential listing appointment uh, if and when they go that route. Mm -hmm. um, or it's a no, perfect. Um, you know, I've got a... I'm going to do everything I can to help you sell that house mm -hmm. without us. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I would love the opportunity to help you sell it if you are not successful. Mm -hmm. Is that something you're okay with? So that's that's at least, but that's a 100% cold call. That is. But you're still kind of playing the, the, the aspect of, I do have a buyer in mind. They want me to preview it, it being a for sale by owner before we get into the next opportunity and you just take that thing in stride. Mm -hmm. So for us, I want to start making those phone calls. Yeah, and I don't I don't do it super salesy. It was like the way that this past one had just evolved. It just kind of evolved on its own. You know, like mm -hmm. my I had a serious interested buyer and then he ended up not pulling they ended up not pulling the trigger on it and then they just called me back and were like, "Listen, we felt like we really connected with you. If we can't get it sold for sale by owner, would you be willing to do it?" And I was like, "By yes. all means." Yes, yes. Absolutely. Really absolutely. Wrong. I've never <laughs> And at that point in time, like I I felt so, "Oh my gosh, they think that I can sell a million dollar home." Like yes. I'd never done that before, right? And I was like so nervous about it and then after, I don't maybe I talked to you about it. I don't know. Yeah. It's the same thing, Kirsten, as a hundred thousand dollar house and a million dollar house, right? It's the same thing and I treat all of my clients the same. You so. got you got your process, you got your system, mm -hmm. you sell homes. Yep. So stop overthinking it. And I think I said this to you at Family Reunion down in Orlando. Stop fing overthinking everything. Mm -hmm. Did you overthink your outfit this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. I was more just I joking. Know. Yeah, yeah. But kind of, but, yeah, a little bit. But that, sh and, and this is one thing that we're talking, I'm talking to like Hannah about and people on our team is, you know, that, that mindset matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll just give you a basic example. Like Hannah woke up this morning and she goes, oh, it's gloomy outside. I go, no, it's got to be like, I woke up, I'm alive. Yeah. You know, and, and you have the opportunity. And not that you're like not grateful. You're probably mm -hmm. a very grateful person. But overthinking a decision like this mm -hmm. bleeds into making over decisions on what you eat for lunch. Yes. And then when you compound that over 365 days, how much time do you lose? Mm -hmm. You're so right. Yeah. And I, I think I said that and I wanted to smack you over the head in Orlando. Dude, you are a bad Mm. Like know that. Yeah. And that comes with time and reps. And really you've been an agent for how long? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Six years, like whatever yeah, it is. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, and not competing, but we're in the market with agents that have been doing it for twenty to thirty years. Mm -hmm. They've taken a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. But the faster that you can get to these places of certainty, I think it's only going to benefit mm -hmm. you me, and me and everybody. Yeah, everybody. Any young agent taking this, any young professional in any industry. We're not doing anything. If you're successful, if you're doing these jobs, we're not doing anything differently that somebody that's been doing it for 30 years. And argue, I'd argue to say we're probably even doing it better. So you know that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. social media, too, is like huge, especially for like our generation. It's huge. And that's how I need to be better about social media. I'm I'm not very good at it. And my cousins are like content creators and they would. What? Yeah. What they're they like. My cousin owns Mastermind Media in California, and then my other cousin creates content for like Ink Detroit and wow. all that. Mastermind Media. Yeah. What, um, is, what does he do? Like, just create content for people? Yeah, but he also yeah, but he does tons of stuff. They also like create movies and, and wow. stuff like that. But yeah, look. 
I put it on MYND. Yeah. Uh, we spend quite a bit of money for social media. Do you? Yeah, probably like three thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. So it's but it's an investment. It's an investment, yeah. and it's a write off. I need and, more write offs. And, and we're also like. It's this. That's probably a longer conversation. Let's keep it all back to you. Yeah, we'll talk it on the next episode with Crow's Nest <laughs> next week. Um, so, um, twenty twenty solo agent, mm-hmm. real estate one. Real you estate. You were here one. for you, and you've been at real estate one since the beginning of your career. Yeah. Beginning. Um, twenty 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 twenty, and and I truly believe, and you'll agree, every broker is not created equal. Hundred percent, and that's not a bad thing. No, you know, not at all. There's real estate it's not one, one size fit all. Yeah, all. real estate one serves us a great purpose. Mm-hmm. We're in a, we're in an office right now mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily even pay for. I mean, what would this cost to go anywhere else down the road? Who knows? And Probably, you have your stuff like set up here. Like yeah, this is your room. This, this is your space. Yeah, this actually yeah. used to be uh, Dan Novak's office. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you decided probably only only in a few a few short months, mm-hmm. two months, yep, three months. You made a move to. KW. KW Living. Yep. Were you talking to any other brokerages? Do you have any other conversations? Mm, not really. When did that conversation start? Dominic had been um, contacting me for a long time. When for you years. were with Tina yep, Pearson? for years. Okay. Um, just, and not not necessarily in the sales pitchy way. It was like, hey, just how can I ever help? Yep, just relationship. Just who he is, you yeah. know? Um, I'd done a deal with him, and since then it was just kind of like we're buddies. Our dads are actually work together and stuff, so goes back but um and so had Aaron McKenzie she had been saying stuff to my mom too apparently um but it just kind of when I sat down with them it just kind of made sense when I was talking to them about so I didn't really think to go anywhere else real estate one just wasn't um it just wasn't for me anymore It, Mm -hmm. it was when I was on the team but as a solo agent it it wasn't right for me um I didn't have a CRM I had no idea what to do I had an excel sheet yeah, okay, they they do a lot better job when it comes to new agents, and not that you're a new agent, but from a foundational standpoint, really starting up people in the right direction. Yeah, I felt like a new agent when I went there because I had to learn so much stuff all over again. You had to learn a lot of different things I did, that maybe you I, yes. didn't learn um, uh, from being on a team. Absolutely, and and that's and that's normal. Totally with, normal with a lot of other people. So, and they do again a very very great job. And even for people that are not within that brokerage, mm-hmm. if I had a question for either of them, they're going to help you help me easily. And I I love and I respect that culture mm-hmm. um, that Kate Living has for those new agents Absolutely. or for people that are transitioning mm-hmm. in time. So you meant to Kate be Living, twenty twenty. 2021 2021 um, January and you're still there I'm still there um one and I'm sure the answer is going to be yes Pat would say yes Todd would say yes I'm sure a lot of people that started on teams would say yes if you started all over you would most likely still transition from a team to solo hands down anything that you do differently in terms of timelines in terms of you know maybe educating people on splits uh, or team dynamics um i <sighs> what else would you need to learn on that team that you didn't learn um and, and speak to the mm-hmm. new agent go join a team but when you're on a team this is what i should have done differently yeah so when you're on a team and you know what because tina and i kind of i was the start of the team so we had like grown from there um so i i would guess i would just say like sit down and make sure that you know what values that team brings you um and what they offer, right? So are they offering you leads? How many leads are they, 
you know, telling you that you're going to where are those leads coming from and what is their like capture rate on those leads, I think would be a big, a big thing because you're not joining a team just to join a team to say, oh, I'm on this team. You're also joining a team to get leads, right? You, but not every team is structured the same way either. Some have different splits, some have higher splits, some have lower splits, but you need to make sure that your split is going to be, um, is going to be fair based on what they're offering you. Mm -hmm. Are you on it? Some teams are just for, you know, take a much lesser split because they're there just as a soundboard. You know, yeah. you don't, they don't necessarily provide leads. I couldn't necessarily provide leads if I had a team, you know, a huge team right now. I wouldn't be there to provide leads unless I paid Zillow $6,000 a month or whatever I'd yeah. have to pay them. So, so, and if I'm hearing you correctly, one, know the value that that team brings to mm -hmm. you in developing your skills and or leads, mm -hmm. technology, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But then get educated on appropriate splits. Yes. Because if that team is not benefiting you to the fullest potential, what am I paying for? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the only question you ask for. What am I paying for? Yes. Because we could also pay for uh, Facebook leads mm -hmm. and they could be absolute trash mm -hmm. versus, you know, your Zillow's and your realtor.com's, they're a little bit better. And some would say exceptionally better. And that matters. So where is our lead source and what am I paying for and what are the benefits that are coming to me? Mm -hmm. And that's just purely from a very business analytical, I need to understand if I'm getting X, what am I paying on Y? Mm -hmm. And also I will add to like the knowledge, right? So you need to make sure that you're on a team with somebody that is actually like your lead is knowledgeable and knows what the heck they're talking about. And they're gonna be available for you when you are writing that purchase agreement at 10 o'clock at night and you need help writing that purchase agreement at 10 o'clock at night. Tina was always available if I had a phone call. I w like always available. She could, I could call her now and she would answer a question for me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so just making sure that you also have that on a team too. Accessibility, because, yes. you know, getting Especially some of that experience. New. They don't teach you anything in class. Yeah, I was just gonna say that too. It's It depends on, um, you know, there's some mega teams, you know the names, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna name them here. Well, I mean, the, the, the Pernas, the Glovers, the Zs and the Wetworths. Mm -hmm. The big mega teams here in Southeast Michigan, for the most part, um, the Jim Schaefer's, there's, you know, 50 plus agents on all those organizations. Mm -hmm. So do you get the accessibility to the Mike Bernas? You do get the sales mm -hmm. uh, managers and leaders. So maybe that's some good accessibility, but understanding who you're going to be learning from, mm -hmm. what's their background, because uh, that matters. It does. That absolutely matters to, to you being a solo agent in uh, 2020 versus 2025. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're not on the right team dynamic, and we get a lot of phone calls mm -hmm. from agents that say, hey, are you hiring? And we're like, nope, not hiring at all. Mm -mm. But what are you doing right now? Like, what's going on? They said, well, we're at such and such brokerage and such and such mega team, and we're a call center. And I go, well, like, you know, there's definitely some pros and cons to learning that because cold calling mm -hmm. has a big impact on on positively accelerating business and there's these agents from tom ferry that say oh we do circle dialers every single day 200 phone calls a day maybe we have conversations with 100 people that's how we grow our business and that's why they're doing 100 plus million dollars a year in certain markets mm -hmm. you know the la's the hawaii's the florida's different conversation for a different day but back to your point know what i'm getting mm -hmm. what am i paying it for and also what is my accessibility? Absolutely. Is there anything else that you kind of think back going, that, that's what I loved, that's what I probably needed more of? Mm, no, I th I think that it what was. Did, what did training look like for you? Did, uh, we, did she actively train? Yep, she actively trained and we had like uh, team meetings weekly also to just recap, you know, where everybody was at um, and everything. But yeah, she did trainings and stuff. She'd bring people in 
and stuff like Tom, that. Tom Ferry has a Teams Plus, mm-hmm. so he's got Core, Elite, Teams Plus, and then there's like Teams or something. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> they're probably paying a lot of money for these teams. Oh, I'm sure. But that is a great value as well. So education, how are you being educated moving mm-hmm. forward? Uh, what are the resources? Who are the coaches? And how is that going to benefit you today, but then also you in 10 to 15 years when you look back on that stuff? Mm-hmm. And that's massive value. Between me and you, I wish, and we we only know what we know, what it could have should have, we're doing it now. Uh, we have been a part of Tom Ferry for about two months now. I wish we were a part of Tom Ferry 10 years ago. Really? You wouldn't even be, if, if that happened, we uh, we would be at a completely different place in our lives when it comes to Pat Lots, Pat Lots and Chris Lots' business. And that's crazy to even think about, mm-hmm. even where we're at right now. So you signed up for him. Yep. You're, okay. Yep. And and I was thinking back to the educational point is a lot of the other like the coaches that I have and that I have come in contact with, they've they are getting coached. They're coaches, but they're also getting coached and they're getting coached by Teams Plus or the Teams organization that's teaching their whole team. Mm-hmm. And it's weekly phone calls, Zoom calls, and you have the, the the access to Tom Ferry coach, but also the proximity to Tom Ferry to be able to get a lot of these things or, or, or issues um, um, addressed. And it goes back to, like, I think that KW has a phenomenal culture within all of KW, not mm-hmm. just KW Living, but all of mm-hmm. KW. Now just take the top 10%. That's what Tom Ferry is. Mm. So the average agent in the room sold 33 plus units where I was in Vegas. When you go to family reunion, what's that average agent look like? It's probably like five to seven. Mm-hmm. So I, I truly believe, and that's when you get smaller and smaller with these masterminds, that's the bigger impact for someone like Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Um, what room are you in and how is that room benefiting you moving forward? Mm-hmm. We don't know the answer to that. We don't know the damn question. Well, we now yeah. we know the question, yeah. but we don't know the answer, but I would leave today and think about that. Like, again, this KW living is awesome, but can I get myself into a different room around other solo agents that are doing, that's exactly what elite is. Mm-hmm. Elite is just solo agents. Mm-hmm. So solo agents that sell 33 plus homes a year. And a lot of the people that I met were doing, you know, 50 to 80, 80 plus elite agents, individual that have built this business just by themselves with admin and support staff. Can you benefit from asking questions to those people? Totally. Hell yeah. 100%. Um, I wish, and, and I'm sure you would agree as well. I was in the Tom Ferry elite retreat for an hour mm-hmm. and I was like, we, we should have been doing this 10 years ago. This is awesome yeah. for one freaking hour. And we're there for three days. Um, something we'll talk about next time. Yeah. Um, so teams, timelines. Mm-hmm. Do you think that your timeline was more or less, and I'm gonna use the word appropriate. Was it, do you think that you should have made that, that, that move sooner? Or do you think it was appropriate for how long you stayed on that team? Um, I think it was appropriate for how long I stayed on, on the team because I, her and I were going to essentially partner after a while. It just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I left at the right time. Good. Um, could I have left earlier? I for sure probably could have, um, would have, could have, should have, but I had a different mindset then than after I had my son also. Yeah. After I had my son, it kind of changed, you know, it changed things. So then talking to the new agent, looking back, what are those signs that maybe you're looking for that you would give to a new agent? to say, hey, you're on a team. If you're kind of going through these things, I would just take a thought. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it would be keeping track of your numbers, where your leads are coming from and stuff like that. Because for the longest time, I did not. I still don't. But I'm not on a team anymore. Yeah, I'm so bad at really counting anymore. my numbers. <laughs> uh, I don't figure out what I sell until the end of the year. But um, but yeah, it would be knowing where your leads are coming from and where your money's going because that is why you're in. The, you're not in it just for if, and giggles. If you, if <laughs> you're you in it to make money, right? If you don't have a business, if you don't have those numbers, what are we even in business yeah, for? Yeah, why? Um, I could talk to you for days about this about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, do basketball teams keep? stats at the end of the year football teams keep stats at the end of the year no, or during the season during the season and and we don't either yeah and that's the one big thing with this tom ferry ecosystem is sports teams keep track of second by second stats mm-hmm. it needs to be a pivotal part of your business to keep track of second by second day by day tasks mm-hmm. or day by day uh, metrics yeah so you understand where your business is coming from which you have a good idea but truly knowing where your business mm-hmm. is coming from and then when you break that down you can clearly see where your best referral sources are then you 10x that mm-hmm. and that's the difference of selling 46 to 86. absolutely um so and that that could be something that's incorporated into your business with that va mm-hmm. just a thought that's somebody organizing literally my life for me that yeah. i need a va to organize that me my and, brain <laughs> me and, and just just so you know like me and pat don't do this yeah hannah does this stuff yeah so we don't have the ability we found somebody that has that ability mm-hmm. to make sure that we're doing the right things keeping track of the right things to get to where we want to go so um but back to that point <clears throat> know where your money's coming from know where your leads are coming from mm-hmm. and at what point in time well i guess it's an easy question when you know both of those metrics it's maybe an easier decision to look at that and realize ah Okay. I can do this. Doesn't necessarily benefit in me anymore, and I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add on that? No, I think I just had a limiting belief always too, right? So that was me. I still do sometimes. You like yell a, at me. That's kind of like a foundational <laughs> point of view. <laughs> um, but we're gonna, like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna buy two doors this year, and we're gonna limit. We're gonna eliminate that limiting belief. Absolutely, that's yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah. Um, but that's a hundred percent what it was too. You know, like how would I? Am I ever gonna get business on my own? Yada yada yada. But like, but I did. I do. I do every day. So, but that was the. I think that was the scariest part too. Yeah. Is, is doing that and having to come up with it all by myself. Even though I was low key doing it all on. You know, I was coming up with those on my own. Yeah. Um. Let's wrap this up. Get you out of here. Get us out of here. Um, but things, a few things I want to touch on uh, while we close this out. Buy two doors. Buy two doors. Eliminate the limiting belief. Know where your leads are coming from, mm-hmm. what it's costing you. That's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about where our future looks like and what I think that you need to start kind of thinking about. Mm-hmm. Just my thought. Yeah. Um, we give out a lot of free education. Mm-hmm. I think more people should be asking you because because take a big step back walk into your office today take a big step back and go okay who has more of a thriving sphere of influence only business with such minimal um such minuscule spend ask i don't know the answer to that you ask that question to yourself Mm -hmm. because what do people at kw living love to talk about gci Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of other factors after GCI because you know you got a lot of all your operating expenses. Like, what's your freaking net? Sure, you can make four hundred thousand, but are you spending a hundred thousand on leads? Because 
I'm not. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. and then you have to factor that into it. So yeah, yeah I so, think that. So 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 then ask that same ask that, ask that same question is mm-hmm. who has more of a thriving? And this is this is nothing about ego. This is nothing about anything. No. But this is more for you. And when I, I'm getting to a point, who has more of a thriving sphere only business that has the highest net, that has a higher net than you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, and there might be someone, there might be no one. I have no idea. Um, I think more people need to ask you how to build a business like that. 46 units, 14 million, zero spend or minimal spend. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. Like I minimal. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a Facebook lead here and there. Maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe an ad here or there. Yeah. But minimal, minimal spend. What do you think you spent? 10,000? If, if that? If that. And you sold $14 million. Again, more people need to be asking Kirsten Crow, how the f- did you do that? And think about that. Like, yeah. and, th- and this is the point I'm taking away with is we're starting to build out a coaching program and a mentorship program mm-hmm. because go home do, do this is the next thing. Uh, calculate your hourly income. So if you're devoting time and I'm not saying you're devoting a lot of time to these people, but if you devote anything to anybody mm-hmm. and it takes away an hour from you being able to focus on new business. Yeah. Does that affect your hourly income? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Yes. And I'm not saying you need to charge a thousand dollars a head a month for the next, you know, ten years. Mm-hmm. But your time is worth money. Our time is worth money. Absolutely. And this is going to be a, a building block or something for the future. We are building a coaching program and mentorship, so we are benefit for that time. And people will want to pay for your time. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that? That's you're probably going to say no. That's yeah, my you're limiting belief. No. I don't. And, and my mom goes, "Who wants to pay me money?" I go. A lot of people. I would you, pay money to talk to Pat <laughs> You You put it out there, I don't there, have Pat? to. But <laughs> yeah, you put it out there. People will pay you. They will. And, you know, there's certain people that it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Just if someone calls you, if me and you, whatever, it's yeah. not, hey, Chris, I'm going to send you an invoice or vice versa. Yes. But I'm like, and, and that's a lot of a lot of Pat as well, the limiting the belief that somebody wants to pay for that money. I go, Mom, she told Todd, she goes, Todd, oh, let's go out for drinks. And I go, she goes, let's go out for drinks anytime. I can, I can go with you anytime. And I go, time out. He's probably going to make you do it weekly now. Mm-hmm. And we are all laughing in the in the, uh, in the the hallway. And you would probably do the exact same thing. Anyone would. Absolutely. Just to kind of hear a little bit more about what Pat has done over the past 25 years. Because this is this is the, 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 the proof of it all. She started at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe 41. She's been doing business for like 21, 22 years. I say 25 because it's just easier to round mm-hmm. sometimes. And we, I leverage some of my experience. And she sold, we sold 88 units. We did $33 million and it's just me, Pat and two admin. And people look at that and go, what? Mm-hmm. When you look at the top five in the county, 12, 12 agents, 12 agents, you know, nine agents, six agents, and then it's Pat lots. Mm-hmm. And I swear the amount of people that go, how is that possible? Full circle, your time is worth money. Realize that. Mm-hmm. Stop that limiting to be- limiting beliefs. We're going to buy two doors this year. I don't know how many people are going to see this, <laughs> but people are going to see this. Um, how can they find you? Um, they can give me a call at 248-924-8971, or they can shoot me an email at Kirsten Crow. It's K-I-R-S-T-E-N-K-R-O-H at gmail.com. Social? Socials, Kirsten Crow, realtor. That's yeah. me blow her up yep the 50 people that might watch this unless it goes viral <laughs> yeah and we're good um thanks for coming in thank um, you for having me i appreciate it Absolutely. uh we'll talk about what this looks like here in the future because if me and you just become 
um, uh, co-host. I would personally love it. I would love it. Cool. Um, thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Beyond the Keys, Pat Lots Podcast. As always, Chris Lots, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for watching. Make sure to use those like, comment, and share buttons below. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pat Lots Real Estate for more helpful home buying and selling tips. Want a free comparable market analysis? Scan that QR code on your screen or visit our website at www.patlots.com and fill out the request form. There's lots to love in Livingston County.